Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Rural, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute. Huge welcome to Mr. Oztung Millwall himself, Jimmy Webb, all the way from Perth in Western Australia. Welcome to the show, Jim. Uh, thanks, Nick. I'm, I'm determined never to say it, but I'm going to do it. Good day, everybody. Ah, I wanted to say that. <laughs> uh, We're just speaking off air, listeners, about the various um, sporting um, venues in Australia. And um, I'm going to save my good day up for when I get out there sometimes to catch up with Jim and uh, go and see some cricket or or, or, or whatever we we, we get along to see at some stage. So I'm looking forward to that. But some people, Jim, have been saying that we've been scraping the barrel with our best of shows. Can you believe that, mate? Scandalous. (laughs) So we scraped it really hard now, haven't we? We've we, we scraped it. We, yeah, we've, we've actually gone dug through that barrel and we found an all-time love with this one. We've gone through the wood into the earth underneath the barrel. Um, Jim Jim made a great suggestion. Actually, I've really enjoyed doing the research for this, Jim. Um, it's a, a mill 11 of players for whom they served only one appearance. Um, and we've both been free and easy on how we've interpreted the... Uh, the uh, the free the, uh, the the appearance um, question. So we've both come up with two elevens of one appearance um, players. Did you enjoy doing the research for this, Jim? I, I loved I, it, mate. I thought it. Was... Yeah, I did. I, I was. Uh, I, I will say in my defence that you've been watching Millwall a lot longer than me, and <coughs> I've only watched half a dozen games since two thousand and eight. So you've had not only before my time but after my time as well. So. <laughs> You've probably had a few more players to choose from. So, yeah. Um, probably got left field on, on definitely one of mine. Uh, well, you know, it's it, it, it's meant to be a piece of fun. And, um, you know, as, as they used to say in the old old days, George, you have the advantage of me, sir, when one of the daddy's sword knocked out of his hand or something like that. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's, it's it's fascinating. I think it's the obscurities, Jim, that you, you come across and the, and the little stories that get attached to to various players and also some players you just I just can't remember some of them if I don't even remember their names being at the club I mean some I remember names but I don't remember them but um it's fascinating how many people have been for our club you just think I, who was that bloke I don't remember him at all and yet they, they took the field in in the blue shirt you know it's, it's incredible and more, more scarily is that you think they only played once and yet they've gone on to have very successful careers elsewhere and you sort of think well you know what's going on 
Yeah, I mean, there's one or two that actually did do that. I mean, it, many, many disappear into the into the ether of non-league football and and and, and uh, you know and, and all the rest. But some do go on to be quite successful elsewhere. They're the ones that got away. Um, so we both named our 11s, listeners. Uh, Jim's gone for a very uh, almost Dutch-style 3-4-3 three, three formation. Anything laying behind that, Jim? Is that your new kind of, um, you know, your f- football philosophy these days, mate, since you moved out? I just found that there was seemed to be an awful lot of centre-forwards that we could have... <laughs> I, I, I for a 3-2-5 formation, but, uh, or a 3-2-6... And I thought that was a bit extreme. You know, all I could think of was Neil Andrews cursing me when I was doing formations. <laughs> so I went for something that sort of resembled a, some kind of a, of a formation. And, and also, Nick, I just wanted to, to clarify that the players we've chose are not players from 1850, like 1900. These are players no. we've, we've seen play for. Or in our lifetime. Almost. Yeah, I think that's... I mean. Uh, you, you can go on and on and on, and I think you have to draw a, a kind of a personal line. I think if I don't, if it wasn't in my lifetime, I'm for the purpose of a fun show like this. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to, not going to go there. But Jim's gone then for a, for a three-four-three, a kind of a Dutch, uh, you know, total football style passing style. I would imagine with some of the players he's got there. Me, I've gone for a traditional Millwall, very very rigid four-four-two listeners, because that's what we've been brought up with all of our lives, and we know nothing else because we're Millwall fans. So, Jim, let's begin um, with the respective goalkeepers. We're going to alternate back and forth, listeners, between Jimmy and and then my 11. So, we're going to kick off with Jim's uh, goalkeeper, which is a name I didn't remember, if I'm going to be honest with you, Jim. I don't remember your man at all. So, my, my goalkeeper was actually recommended uh, to Millwall by former Millwall goalkeeper Alex Stepney while he's a, a coach at Manchester City. And wow. he recommended to Millwall that we sign the one and only David Nurse. <laughs> nurse, Nurse. I've forgotten him. <laughs> I could not remember him at all, Jim. Um, but there he nurse. is. So, yes. One appearance. One appearance. In a, in a, in a, not the most glorious of appearances. It was a 4-1 uh, Whopping by Wimbledon in the 1996-97 early rounds of the League Cup. League Cup. Um, so, yeah, Nursey came in and let four past him that particular night. I'm just looking at his his Wikipedia page. There isn't uh, a lot on his Wikipedia page. No, no. I mean, it, it, another interesting thing. I mean, we're going off at tangents already on this show, but... Um, when you go through these obscure players, or some that I think of as obscure, some have nothing. And Nurse is in the the one paragraph realm, isn't he, uh, Jim? And others who you think didn't really warrant it have got page upon page, pretty much of of, of account of their life on, on Wikipedia. You know, it's, it's there's a disproportionality to it at times. Yeah, and David Nurse, I even went on Google, and there was nothing on David Nurse apart from. He made one appearance for Millwall, a couple of appearances, non-league, and that's it. It's so. almost as though he didn't exist, but he did. Yes. He's, um, he was born in Kings Lynn in, in 76. He, he started with Manchester City, made no impact at Manchester City, um, made a minimal impact at Millwall, just picked the ball out of the net four times against Wimbledon. Um, Lone with zero appearances at Brentford, he made no impact at Brentford. I suppose his, his glory, his glory year came at um, Barry Town there, uh, Jim. He made he turned out once for Barry Town in the Welsh League. Um, <laughs> then then they let him go to York City where he didn't appear at all, and that's kind of it, really. Uh, <laughs> David Nurse. <laughs> David Nurse. Well, 
the man who wasn't there, I think, I think is probably the best way to, to put him. Um, so it's a good choice in Jimmy, in goal. Um, my choice, and some will call me harsh and cruel, um, and I've actually seen uh, the 30, or the 43 minutes of Frank Fielding's career <laughs> at Millwall so far. I mean, I suppose it, 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 he, may, uh, he may come back at some point. Um, and as I put in my little, my, my, my kind of um, rather snippy comment to myself is his biggest contribution really for the Lions is moving aside for Bart Bielkowski to take over from him. That's been his major contribution. He was injured, of course, in the opening day fixture at home mm-hmm. to Preston, one all, one all draw. Um, and I mean, he had a decent uh, time at Bristol City, which is I think we've signed him on the on the strength of his five six years at Bristol, 158 appearances at Derby before that, and then various loans here, there, and everywhere. Um, but no, Frank Fielding is my my choice in goal. And thank you, um, thank you, Frank, for getting out of the way for a, a really good goalkeeper <laughs> in Bart Bielkowski. I think. <laughs> It feels very harsh to say that, but I, I, I'm going to let you say that, Jim. And <laughs> you're in Australia; you can, you can. <laughs> it's harder to get to you. Um, so we're going to move along. We're going to run for, across the the back line of the defence, and I, I think I might be playing one or two out of position here. But and you've only gone for a three man defence. Only gone for a three man. Yeah, yeah, I've gone. I've, is, gone for, I've gone for no pace in the midfield, really. <laughs> which is a, a bold, <laughs> a bold choice. You're committing to the attack here, mate. Um, so your 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 first defender across your three man defence is another player. I'd forgotten Mark Hicks, Jim. I, I don't remember him at all. Um, came on. Um, he made one substitute appearance in a a two nil win yep. in a league league one game in nineteen. I cannot remember this bloke at all. So, I suppose it... Mark Hicks. So your Frank Fielding was twenty three minutes. I give you Mark Hicks, who played for fourteen minutes. So this was the game before the Wigan uh, auto windscreen cup final. So right, Ryan okay. obviously shoved on a whole load of kids to play and put a load on the bench as well. And uh, Mark Hicks came on for a substitute for Byron Bubb, who only made three appearances himself. I mean, there's a major name is replaced there, Byron Bubb. Um, anyone of that era remembers oh. the name. And yeah, and you're right, he, he very rarely turned out at all, Byron Bubb. But... Um, so he replaced Bubbles in in, so in I, think, uh, I think Mark Hicks from memory may have been a right back. So I've I've sort of made him as the right hand <coughs> side of the three. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was a youth team product, and I checked on the Mill History website. As I say, I cannot remember him, so I'm just going by the the details online. They, on the on the Mill History website, they put him as a forward. So I suppose maybe as a defender, oh, no. he could could press oh, forward as well. I, I mean, I. I I wouldn't um I, I wouldn't pick you up on that. I mean I, I think he might have been a, a versatile player. If he can if he's replacing Byron Bubb, he's a he's a utility man. He can go anywhere and do anything. He might have been brought on to defend the uh, the two 0 league. Probably, yeah. Under under the intense pressure of Colchester towards the end of the game. Um born in Belfast, released in two thousand and two in May, um, where he joined Northern Irish Club Larn in the uh, I guess in the, uh, the 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 Northern Irish League out there. So Mark Hicks for Jim in his three man defence. I took um, I, I chose this guy really because he's got a more famous sister, um, Sergei Boltaka, <laughs> as, as my defender on the right side. And I've actually written to myself has tennis playing sister, and I think it was Elena Boltaka. Um, she used to float around the early rounds of Wimbledon. She'd kind of go out early. She was always one of those names that 
you know, Elena Boltak has made it to the second round. They should get beat by someone decent, you know. Um, but Sergei, um, it was a fullback. He made one appearance under Mark McGee. Um, it was uh, Sc- Russian born, but Scottish. I think his dad was um, uh, born in the former former Soviet Union, and Sergei himself was born in Kiev, lives now in the modern Ukraine. Um, but came to came to Scotland, not England. Came to Scotland uh, early in his life, um, and was picked up by Mark. McGee. I, I always wondered whether that was a bit of a, a Mark McGee favour, done a favour for someone up there, Jim. You know. One of those signings, he's, he's, he's doing a mate a favour, or maybe he knew the old band or something, you know. It does sound like it, doesn't it? I mean, I, I remember, I remember, I remember him playing at the Den. Uh, I also remember a lot of people putting him as the worst player they've ever seen in a Millwall shirt for some reason. And, and <laughs> poor Peter only started one game and he had a couple of substitute appearances, and that's always a bit harsh. <laughs> that's a big call as well. There's a lot of competition for that that, that particular accolade, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't remember him doing anything. No, no, he didn't do anything. I don't remember him, so I can't. I couldn't make him the worst ever because I don't remember him. Um, he was a Scottish under twenty one international. He got three Scottish under twenty one caps. Um, he'd played for St Mirren in the Scottish leagues in the uh, early two thousands, um, and came came to to the Den um, under under Mark McGee. Um, Sergei Boltaka. Um, probably best known because his dad played for the Soviet Union national side, Sergei Boltaka uh, Senior. His mum, Olga, was a pentathlete for the Soviet Union and his sister, Elena, was the former British number one women's tennis player. So Sergei was, um, you get a sense of a, of a boy there that's looking up to everyone else in his family, Jim, don't you? Everyone else seems to have achieved. Yeah, and, yeah I, I, you probably you find know. he was a tennis player and a footballer as well. Probably, probably, <laughs> Sergei Boltaka. But we're going to move along swiftly. So, God, as I'm as I'm playing a three and you're playing a four, what was your second second big defence? That's a good call. I'll do, do my next one, which is another legendary figure. Uh, I never saw Jens Bertel Askew play. Um, <laughs> it was a Danish signing, of course, um, signed on a, a one month loan from Leicester in 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 January 2011. So this would be um, uh, this would be under Kenny Jacket in in the League One years. Um, no, championship side. Sorry, so we're in the championship by this stage. We've been promoted. Apologies. Uh, we signed him as a central defender and he made one appearance for the Lions at Norwich, which I didn't go to this game, which is a pity because he was sent off um, <laughs> at Norwich <laughs> and never appeared for Mill. I think that took out the four week loan period with a the, with the three match um, suspension. <laughs> so he was dispatched back to, to Leicester, never to, to trouble the den ever again. Um, that he's, I mean, he came from Danish football, a lot of appearances for various Danish clubs, unpronounceable clubs in some ways. He went back to Denmark thereafter. Um, I think he's managing out there now. Um, I think he's, a, he's, he's managing um, uh, as, as, as Bajerg. As, as um, so anyway, so Jens Bertel Askew, red carded at Norwich after just one appearance for Millwall. Um yeah. Never to be seen ever again. Um, Jens Bertlaskew. So that's my, one of my central defenders. Who who you got in your your, your defence so, after? So on the left hand side of my three, yeah. I've got Alan Dowson. One that's appearance. A good call. One appearance against Watford at home in 1990 in a two 0 defeat. That's coincidental. I also named Dowson in my in my uh, in, in my defence as well. Um, 
he was I, he was a name I remember. I mean, I because he, he, he came from the youth system, Jim. I think didn't he? He'd been a youth pro at, at Millwall. He's a, he's a Geordie as well. By uh, by, um, I was going to say by trade, but um, <laughs> <laughs> professional Geordie. <laughs> yeah, he was a professional Geordie, and um, I think he's he, from from what I remember, he was meant to be really good, but unfortunately, it, he had. Um, Ian Dawes in front of him, who obviously yeah. was on the show a few weeks ago, which was a brilliant interview. Yeah, um, different level, different level. And, I mean, and when you've got Ian Dawes in front of you, it's pretty difficult to to display someone like that. Um, a- absolutely. Um, I mean, made one appearance, which was in a a two nil loss to Watford um, yeah. in in nineteen ninety. So eighty nine, uh, no, nineteen ninety. No, no, nineteen ninety one. Uh, then we've we've loaned him out to to Fulham um, afterwards, um, but he's managing these days uh, non-league management. Um, currently manager of, of Woking, um, he completed his playing career at various locations: Bradford, Darlington, uh, and then into the non-leagues at Slough. But he's managed Walton, Hersham, Kingstonians, and, and Hampton, and now now Woking. He's, um, he's quite successful at non-league level as well, in fairness, and. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a little bit sad that I sometimes listen to the, some some of the non-league podcasts, and he, he actually comes across very well in in, in his if, you know does once he? you understand his Geordie accent, he, he does come <laughs> across very well, you know, and he sort of knows what he's talking about. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting how many players. I mean, doing this 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 show, I mean, a lot of research into players you've forgotten about, and many do make more of a a career a career and a name in the non-league scene, and um, it's quite interesting to see. Someone forgotten about in all terms, but actually go on to some some measure of success in in in, in lower league football. It's um, you know it's it's interesting. So yeah, Alan Dowson on on the left on my in my defence, also in in Jimmy. So I'll, I'll run along with my one afterwards if I may. Um, I've gone for Mickey Bennett, um, who is a name yeah from 1995. Um, I must have seen him, Jim. I must have been at this game. It's the opening day fixture in 1995, uh, six. Uh, we beat Grimsby 2-1. I must have been there, but I can't remember either Mickey Bennett nor the game particularly. Um, local local lad. Um, yeah, um, I mean, he's from Camberwell. Um, but he played for Charlton, Wimbledon, Brentford. He, he had quite a... You know, round uh, been around the houses of London clubs, Brentford, Charlton again, Millwall, and then Cardiff, Cambridge, and Leighton. And um, uh, he works these days in the field of mental health um, for the uh, for the. It's either the PFA or the FA. Let me just check my my notes. The the PFA's mental health um, player welfare officer. So yeah, Mickey Bennett. I, I I don't remember him playing. He made one appearance for the Lions. And then one as a substitute. So you could argue that's two appearances, but we're being free and easy in our interpretation of our self-set rules here, Jim. Um, now, I, I like your next choice in defence, actually. So this is my left field one where... Um, let, let, let me take you back to November 2000 and we will get drawn away to Lee RMI and the Greater Manchester Police said... Oh no, you're not coming up here. So we had <laughs> so Lee RMI are the home team in yep. a cup, FA Cup, and a gentleman by the name of Leon Colt was a non-playing substitute. That's this right. Was the only time he ever warmed the beach, he never played, he never came on. And the reason I chose Leon Colt 
is because he ended up playing 417 times in the Football League, 137 yep. for Southend, 86 for Hull, 49 for Palace, 33 for Charlton. But more worryingly, he was <laughs> he moved to Burnley from Stoke for 1.5 million pounds. Absolutely, yeah. And Leon Court couldn't even get a game against a team of candlestick makers, butchers, and bakers. The Railway Mechanics Institute. <laughs> <laughs> of Lee, <laughs> and he, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's fascinating. I mean, it, these these are the joys of these little shows because you you know I, I remember that game. Moody uh, scored scored a couple against Lee. We, I think. It was the but, season where we had the white home kit, but we played in blue at home or away. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I, I think Lee put up a fair a fair display. I think they went down three nil, four nil. Three nil, I think. Yeah. The goals were fairly late, and um, you know they, they they put up a showing and um, fair play to them. But I don't remember Leon Court. I remember him being in, in in amongst the squad that was was always printed in the programmes. But you're right. I mean, he's you know he's changed hands a few times. And uh, Crystal Palace signed him. Peter Taylor signed in for Palace mm-hmm. for one point two five million. Um, Becky, one... I used to I used to sit in the um, sit in the West Lower, and so he obviously ran past me a few times to. Uh, uh, to warm up, so that's how I counted him as I've seen him in a Millwall shirt. <laughs> well, well, six foot, six foot four. He's a he's a big boy. He's he's changed hands a few times for some big money, but um, and even an international. He plays for Guyana in the uh, he's played in the FIFA World Cup qualifiers against Barbados for for his uh, for his nation Guyana. Um, but I, I <laughs> um, again, I must have seen him warm up in that game, but I don't remember him um, <laughs> at all. At all. So that's Leon Court. Um, As we come towards the end of this, and I've got some almost made it, and and there's a couple more that are like that as well, which uh, we'll we'll come across a bit later on. I mean, the the joy often lies in the also-rans. I've got a load of also-rans. I've done a little bit of research on some of them, some of the more interesting ones. Um, but this this next one, I think everyone everyone loves this name. I think it's because you've got a double L, 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 Lee Luscombe. He's in, I've actually got him in midfield. I don't know if I'm playing him out of position. No, no, I'm, I think he played in the left-hand side of midfield uh, from memory. But I love so, the, obs- the obscure appearance here, Jim, for Lee Luscombe. One appearance, three as a sub, but his one mill appearance was in a 3-0 stuffing at Crystal Palace in September 93 in the Anglo-Italian Cup. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's got to be... <laughs> Um, Guernseyman, I, I, I didn't know anything about Lee James Luscombe until I looked, and he's born in Guernsey in the Channel I, Islands. I think he was meant to be, he was brought in as Brentford's wonder kid. And yeah. the cops signed him as Brentford's wonder kid, and uh, he obviously, well, it was obviously, it, we, we all wondered what the kid was about, you know. So. <laughs> Not a huge amount about him online. Um, I mean, there's a Wikipedia paragraph, he's in the paragraph uh, zone of former players, so you don't have a huge amount other than the fact he was born on Guernsey, uh, played for for Brentford 42 times, from, came there from Southampton, um, and then just uh, just the one uh, start for, for the Lions in the Anglo-Italian Cup. Um, and he's also had a spell as a goalkeeping coach, which might explain why he never made it as, as an outfield player. Um, he's a goalkeeping coach at Warrington Town and Runcorn Linnets. Lin- Lin- so... So I, there we are, Lee Luscombe, Guernseyman. Uh, he's shown as a forward on Wikipedia. I've got him in, in midfield. So um, yeah, there we are. Left-sided midfielder. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achtel Normal. So let's move into your midfield, Jim. Um, I think we've done your, your defenders there, mate. Um, okay. Oh, you've got a good one here, haven't you, Mr? <laughs> Which one of the poor four would you like me to talk about? Mr. I mean, Fillery. Mr. I, Mr. Mark, yeah, Mick Fillery. Mick, Mick Mike Fillery. And I know it's an obvious one, but he did play his one and only game away at West Brom in 1991. But... <laughs> The years 1990 to about 1998 was the seasons where I was going home and away. So yeah. I remember Mick Fillery wobbling around the halfway line up at the Hawthorns. Uh, and a game that we won. I think <laughs> that was the season that Sheringham decided to score in every game, I think. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fillery uh, you know, made his Chelsea debut in 1978 and we've signed him in 1991. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot in that, isn't there? I mean, he's, I mean, I, I remember it. Because, I mean, he's from his Chelsea days. I mean, he was, a, he was a first division player. Made 181 appearances for Chelsea and then moved on to QPR back when they were also um, Division yeah. 1, Division 2 level. So, but, you know, he'd done a stint at Portsmouth. And, and you're right. I mean, we've signed him very much... Um, you know, at the, the bottom end of his, the back end of his career. So in, in his day, um, he's described as a stylish midfielder. Was um, he? Well, on, on this day, he was. He would be described as a fat old man. <laughs> <laughs> but walked around until he was replaced by Kevin O'Callaghan sometime in the second half. <laughs> I, I think the thing to remember with Wikipedia is often you people, either you write it yourself or members of your family write it for you. So, you know, it's not exactly a neutral voice. Uh, but yeah, Chelsea, uh-huh. just, they, they had him as a stylish midfielder. Millwall acquired him in the in the slightly out of out of puff condition that that, that Jim so accurately describes. Mick Fillery is a good choice. I I, 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 I like that choice. But I'm going to, if we're talking about fat and overweight and out of condition, Jim, I'm, I'm going to see your Mick Fillery. So I'm going to raise you. I'm going to raise you Phil Stamp. <laughs> well, he was on my, he's on one of mine as well. So uh, <laughs> I think you've doubled up as well. Phil Stamp with my Phil Stamp. <laughs> Phil Stamp. 
Um, he, he started, I, I, I thought he started at Crystal Palace, but he came on as a substitute at Crystal Palace and mm-hmm. away game in, in uh, September 2001. But he actually started his one start was at Gillingham, um, League Cup round two game. Uh, loss uh, at the Jills, 2 1 to Gillingham there. Um, he was. I don't think he was very fit, Jim. I don't know if you remember him. <laughs> I think, Christoph Kinney replaced him at Gillingham. I think yeah. I think you and me, if you threw us a shirt now, we'd probably do you know, we're as fit as Phil Stamp was in both of those games. Um, it, I think um, he was he was trying to find his his, his best. There's another one in the in the one paragraph league of of, of uh, Wikipedia descriptions. He, he made a fair career at. at Middlesbrough, 116 appearances at Middlesbrough, like, scored six like goals. Couple, didn't he? Yeah, um, and then you know to refine his fitness, he's gone up to Hearts, the home of, of, of fried food and and and, uh, and chocolate fried and and and, uh, and alcohol. He's gone up to Hearts and Midlovians for 65 games after he left it. Then there was a great story that Tony Warner told on when we did one of the radio shows um, a while ago, and I think it involved Phil Stamp being stranded at a motorway service station on a, a mill team, team bus. I think they stranded him because he, he had to go into the Kentucky Fried Chicken shop to get a bucket of um, <laughs> chicken for the, for, the, for the team bus. You, you know, you're, you're a professional athlete. and uh, you're, you, I, I think they deliberately uh, they, they made as though they were going to drive off. They left him standing there with his bargain bucket whilst the coach pulled out of the service area and, and made as though he was going onto the, onto the motorway. Leaving him with his with his bargain bucket, but the mere fact he had to make a, a stop off to go and get a KFC is, um, you know, speaks volumes as to his condition. But um, his one start was at Gillingham, which, uh, and as you say, he was substituted <laughs> in that game. Phil Stamps, so I think he's a a, a great choice. Um, who you got in your midfield after? Well, well, my my third midfielder on on you know, and I think we're going down the line of my midfield's not the most mobile at the moment. And I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to continue that because uh, along with Mr. Fillery and Mr. Stem, I'm going to raise you Tony Kelly. Tony Kelly's a great call, a great call. 1994. 1994. One played one, one game, one appearance and one substitute appearance. Um, yeah. Away to Grimsby in a 1-0 defeat and then his full game against Barnsley at home in a 1-0 defeat. I mean, yeah. for me, for me, he's. I, I remember the name, and in uh, being at the club, I don't remember him. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's quite a few in that category. I, I remember Phil Stamp because I remember him coming on at. Um, and I don't know why with Phil Stamp. I thought maybe we'd acquired a really good player. But I don't know where I how I construct these things in my head sometimes, Jim. But um, but I, but I remember um, Tony Kelly's name, but I don't remember anything about him. Uh, but he had, he had a decent career in the game. Yeah. Up until well, I'm going to be careful. Going to be careful what I'm going to say about Tony Kelly because I found out he's the cousin of Joey Barton. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they'll fly a long way to settle a score as well. They'll come and find you out there in the in the bush, out there in, the, in Australia's western vast western areas. Um, yeah, I mean he's, he's had a decent career. I mean he's played hundred times for Wigan, although he was very much, you know, deep into his into his into his later years when he's come to us. So. Um, born in Liverpool, so hence the the Joey Barton link, as 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 you've you touched on. 101 appearances at Wigan. He he played 101 times at Shrewsbury, then Bolton 106. So, you know, he'd, he'd been round the the track a few times, but made no no dent on my consciousness whatsoever. Uh, no. Then 
did, did you read as well that he was voted the 34th greatest player to ever play for Bolton Wanderers? That's some, that's some accolade. <laughs> Just 33 in front of you. <laughs> you wouldn't advertise that, would you? I mean, really, anything after five and you're, or, or top ten, and you're, you're really stretching it, you know. To be 30, 34th is not really something you'd, you'd brag about. Um, Tony Kelly, one appearance and one substitute appearance versus... Uh, Barnsley, and then I think the sub was against Grimsby in in, in, in the league in 1994. Um, great choices. I'm going to come up with another one. I just don't remember this bloke at all. I don't even remember the name, Jim, being at, at the den. But Anton Robinson um, mm. made one start. I mean, I didn't go to the game, so maybe that's why he's never scratched in, made any kind of, you know, in, indentation in my memory. But um, Anton Robinson... Started for uh, Millwall at Wolves in the FA Cup third round in the. This was 2004-5. Um, this wasn't quite the disaster season, but it was like a very wishy-washy season. It was Dennis Wise's last hurrah, really. Um, it was a youth team product, come from the youth ranks, um, and we released him in 2006 to go on a free to to Exeter City. Um, and apparently he's. Um, yeah, he had, a, he had a decent kind of um, career in the non-leagues, um, Weymouth, and, and uh, then made a bit of a comeback. He he went from Mill to East Lee, Margate, never really going. A Fisher, he played at Fisher, Grays, and then made a comeback with Bournemouth and Huddersfield, which is a strange mm. to fall out of the, of the league football into the non-leagues and make another comeback. So um, played internationally for the England Seaside, which is the non-league international. Yeah. But I don't remember him at all. Do you remember him? No idea. I'm not. I can't even comment because I've got no recollection. We have nothing to say. This is why you tune into this show. Why you tune into this show, listeners? Because there's some things we don't even have anything to say on at all. We only have an opinion. Yeah. If you have downloaded this, Mr. Robinson, I do apologise. Please get in touch. Please get in touch. So now you, you've also you've got an interesting choice here in Kin and Hughes Mason. Yeah, well. yeah. So, so yeah. my three fatties, I thought I better have someone with that looks a bit mobile. So here <laughs> in Hughes Mason, who, who today I found out he's still only 28 years of age. He is. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, he played. Well, he came on as a substitute for Ali Fasini in a 1 1 draw against Brighton in August 2009. He did. Um, yeah, again, another one that was meant to be quite good and was meant to be one of the next best things. But again, going back to listening to a non-league show that I do, and they actually mentioned Kieran Hughes-Mason, and right. he got the old joke of he's had more non-league clubs than Jack Nicholas has in his golf bag. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Because he yeah, has got a lot of non-league clubs on his, club on his CV. Yeah, yeah. He, he went to Welling and then... I think he might have gone to Gravesend or Ebbsfleet, and then and then he slowly windled his way down through the, the the Isthmian League, down through the Kent League, and I think he was last known playing for Hive Town. Well, um, he's, he's he's done the rounds of what you might call the London and Essex and Kent yeah. non league scene, and then you know it's getting desperate when you go from Barking in the in the non league and you, you make the long journey to the New Zealand scene, Jim. Um, <laughs> that that is that is getting yeah, that is um, that. Yeah, if you, if you, he's gone to North Wellington. I don't know what level they play at. New Zealand. Any any NZ listeners might want to get in touch. And if I don't know where North Wellington would be in the in the in the in New Zealand football scene. And then to he's gone to Tasmania. He's gone to Tasman United um, <laughs> before giving up on the dream. Jim, he's gone back to Barking. 
and wound up at Hive Town. Um, we're taking the Mickey. He started out quite with quite a lot of promise. He's come through mm. the Arsenal youth side, the youth uh, set up Arsenal and then Spurs. So and then and then us, you know. So clearly he's um, he's a boy that has showed a lot of promise, but the professional game has eluded him somehow, isn't it? I mean, um, but he's never stopped chasing the dream through places like Tooting, Kettering, uh, Welling, Grimsby, Maidstone. You know, he's 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 kept going um, at that level, uh, and even prepared to go to New Zealand. That's that's um, yeah, that's, that's that, there's something in that. He's now working as a, a sports coach. Mm. Um, a manager, a manager of Leatherhead United under 18s. Um, he worked as a coach at uh, St Francis's Primary School in Stratford in, in East London, and studied uh, sports coaching at the universities of East London. So, you know, he's, he's still around. Um, the professional career eluded him, but it's an interesting career, and as you say, quite a, a name in non-league football. Mm. So, Kieran Hughes, Kieran Hughes Mason. Um, which is a great choice, in my opinion. I'm just going to go back to my list because I've been studying Wikipedia for too long there. Um, so we're going to go back to my midfield. I'm, I'm going to finish my midfield here, Jim, with Kingsley Black, which I always thought was a great... <clears throat> I don't know why I felt Kingsley Black should be a really good player for just purely on the strength of his name. It sounds like a like a, like a Victorian detective or something, you know, with, with Nipper as his sidekick or something, you know, Kingsley Black. Um, but he made just one appearance for the Lions in a tool draw uh, away at Derby County at the baseball ground back then in, in October 1995. Um, and I've picked out one interesting fact about Kingsley Black, Jim, and you wouldn't expect this sentence to crop up in a, a mill or indeed an Oz. Let, let me get myself nice and comfy and I'm sitting down. Yeah, um, an Oztongue or a Millwall podcast, very rarely do you get to say the sentence that Kingsley Black owns a small charcuterie in Mallorca. <laughs> a small smoked meat and delicacy shop in Mallorca. That's where he's finished up working. He owns his own shop out there. Decent career, played for Luton, 127 appearances, uh, Forest. 98. I think maybe because the Brian Clough Association, Jim, I always thought he would be a cultured player that's going to bring some sense of artistic um, input to the club. But um, He's actually didn't. one of the rare ones that has scored a goal for Millwall. He scored in that game against Derby as well. Yeah, you know, I, I, I remember him being a decent midfielder for the for other clubs, Luton and Forest. Um, not not for us. It never, it never happened for, for Millwall. Um, and he moved on to Grimsby, Lincoln, um, and gave up the game at Lincoln before moving out to um, the charcuterie, selling local cured meats and sausages in, in Mallorca in Spain. So uh, he's living a dream. Northern Irish international. Um, yes. 30 caps for Northern Ireland, one goal for the, for the Irish. Um, I, so I was yeah. at that game, and I remember Alex Ray's goal because I think he scored. He must have scored from about 25 yards because he normally did against Derby. But I have a collection of Kingsley Black scoring. Kingsley Black, there we are. But let's move along. We've we've, we've done my midfield. Let's move in. I think we're moving into your forward line now, Jim, aren't we? You're listening to Achtel Noor. Because we've done two stamps already. So we're going to move along now to a great name here, Mr. Junior McDougald. Well, if, if I may give him his full name of David Eugene Jr. McDougald. Who knew? Who knew? 
I thought his, 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 his stage name was good enough, but that's a great name. David Don't Eugene Junior McDougald. Players called Eugene uh, have we had ever? Not many. And I love the place of birth as well. Bobby I mean, Big Springs in Texas was, um, we'll call him Junior. You, know, you have and, some uh, great names out there in Australia, but you don't have names like Big Spring, Texas, do you? Big Springs, Texas, no. Um, <laughs> and never played, never played for Millwall at then. No. Mate, he came on for us, came on as a substitute for Lucas Neal in a 1-0 win away at Wigan on the opening day of the season in 1998. And I, I remember this game because... August the 8th, 1998, leaving London, it was about 28, 29 degrees. And me and my brother were in, uh, and hello, Matt, he asked me to say hello because he always listens. Uh, but me and my brother, I remember we, we jumped in the car, we were in shorts and T-shirts. Yep. And by the time we got to Wigan, the, 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 the locals obviously knew that it wasn't summer still in August. And they were all rugged up and... We were freezing cold, and that was the old Springfield Park as well, not the new Wigan. No, no, the harsh. It was harsh. so cold on the opening day of the season in August. Oh, that's how I'll never forget that. And uh, Junior, yeah, Millwall played in that yellow kit with the blue stripe down one yep. side yep. as well. Uh, yep. I don't know if yep. day that day, but yeah, we won 1 0. Um, but he did appear. I think his biggest claim to fame. He appeared in 31 episodes of Sky TV's Dream Team. I didn't know that. Soap document. Well, it wasn't a documentary. It was a soap opera, wasn't it? Soap opera. And that was filmed at the award. Do you remember? Um, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, the, the, I can't remember the name of the team, but they, they, they just had Harchester United, United Dream Team. It was when Sky began and they, they wanted their own uh, soap. And... Um, I, I didn't know that Junior was in that, but you're right. I'm just looking at his wiki page here, um, as well as being a, an American-born English footballer playing now for St Ives in, in Cornwall. Um, he also enjoyed a career as an actor, which is a loose description, really, um, of, of of what was required to be in Dream Team. But um, there it was. He carved out a, a screen career. Um, it, it done the rounds of some football teams as well, Jim. I mean, you know. Um, I mean, for, you know, like... No, 95 appearances for Brighton in the early 90s, uh, 94, 98, sorry. 22 goals, you know. Um, that Brighton then would have been, I suppose, uh, third division kind of struggling. They, they, they were moving around um, from the Goldstone ground to the, the Athletics ground, I think, at one point, and ground sharing with, with Gillingham. So it's that era of Brighton, uh, younger listeners, not the modern Premier League version that you see now of a proper stadium. Um, but still... You know, 22 goals from 95 uh, appearances. And then he's gone to, to Rotherham and Toulon in France, Millwall, and, and uh, finished at Dagenham and Redbridge. So, you know, he's, he's not had a bad career. He did well um, at Dagenham. 30 goals in just over 100 games for Dagenham. So, so one, yeah. One so, so, I'm guessing yeah, that will be um, Dagenham in the, in, the, in the National League and then possibly the football side, league. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Junior McDougall, that's a great choice. And I've always got, uh, everyone's got to have a soft spot for Junior for his name alone. And the, the Eugene part just adds to the uh, the name luster, I feel. Um, so that's your that's your first striker. So let me find my first striker. I've only gone for a two-man strike force. Jim's playing a three-man goal-scoring machine uh, front line. I've, I've just gone for the old-school big man flick I'm, on. I'm okay. Yeah, just just to let everyone know, I'm going for a three-man attack who, without giving the game away, none of them scored. 
<laughs> Jim, Jim is the the Rhinus Michels of the, the show. He's gone for the, the, the total flop we wants movement. I'm going. I'm more of your kind of Dave Bassett, big man, little man. Uh, Romano Sion is my choice <laughs> up front. Jim um, uh, made one appearance for in for Millwall in an away game at Portsmouth in the the much vaunted Anglo Italian Cup. Uh, this was in September 1992, a one-all draw. Um, born in, in Suriname. He's a Dutch, Dutch Suriname. Um, played in the, in the Dutch Eredivisie um, for Groningen and also in the, in the uh, second tier of Spanish football at Compostela, as well as that one. Um, oh, and also in Portugal, actually, uh, Guimarães in, 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 the, in the Portuguese league. Um, but that one appearance for the Lions really was the pinnacle of a, of a, of a, of a glittering career for, for Romano. Um, it was a trialist on a short-term contract, and we never renewed that contract. So, you know, maybe there's a there's a message in there. Romano Sion up front for me, but you've also uh, you, you had him in your your also also. I had him in also Reigns, Yes, my nearly made. He was on my subs bench. <laughs> but when it comes to, to 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 exotica up front i'm loving your choice we're going from the united states to suriname and i'm going to raise you now the yeah. 30 capped venezuelan international who had scored 10 goals for venezuela yep moni managed a short period of time playing for the mill lions it's giovanno savarese savarese I, I remember in the early days of the house of fun when it was a, a website that welcomed many, many viewpoints, I used to go on there and I, there was there was a thing trying to suggest new chance and I, you know, I took part in it as a sense of fun. And I thought the um, Savarese, you could do a chant based around Ultravox's Vienna. You know, this this means nothing to me. Uh, Savarese, that kind of. <laughs> Savarese. Uh, maybe not. It, it never took off. But um, with one substitute appearance, no wonder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so um, he, uh, we were we were losing two 0 at home to the might of Burnley. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, would it be Mark McGee? Yeah. It would have been. It would have been. Um, he's, he's, McGee um, decided to take Robbie Ryan off and put Savarese on to see if he could save the game, which It didn't didn't happen. Born in Caracas in Venezuela uh, of of Italian. I think Savarese is an Italian name. His youth career was spent at the Centro Italiano Venezuelano. Um, probably didn't pronounce that very well. Uh, he's gone on to the, the, the various, I mean, some great club names, Jim, in his, in his playing career. I don't know if you've seen the, mm. the, the, the glittering names. I mean, let's take it, let's take it one at a time. You, you, me first, Deportivo Italia, 89ers. Then you've got the... Um, Oh, uh, well, I've, you carry on with his playing career because I've got his managerial career, which is just All right. exhausting. <laughs> Deportivo Italia, the, then the Greek-American AA, whatever that might be, not Alcoholics Anonymous, I don't know. The Long, <laughs> the long Island Rough Riders, there's a, there's a club. I want to play for the Long Island Rough Riders when I, when, I, when, when I get my boots. The Metro Stars, the Caracas, the New England Revolution, Deportivo Tashira, then the Italy, Perugia. The San Jose Earthquakes are still around, I think. He's gone on loan to Swansea. It gets a bit, when you ask all those names, it sounds a bit downbeat to go to Swansea from the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, Millwalls, <laughs> downbeat. Then, but then Deportivo Italachaco, Sassare Torres, 
that he's finished his career, playing career, back at the Long Island Rough Riders. 322 games, appearances over that career. So he's certainly been around the houses. But then teams manage. Give, give us the teams manage. Yeah, he, 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 uh, the Red Bull or Metro Stars Red Bulls in, in America. Then the New York Cosmos. Cosmos. Who, yeah. New York Cosmos. I mean, Pele, didn't Pele play for the New they York did, Cosmos? Yeah. Beckenbauer. Yeah. <laughs> And then finished off at the Portland Timbers. So, yeah. it's, I mean, and the New York Cosmos, he was there for about five years, six years, seven yeah. years. In fact. I think, I mean, the, the Pele would have been managing in a different era, but nevertheless, that's 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 a big name, the New York Cosmos. And the Portland Timbers, I think, have won the, uh, the, the major league soccer out there. He works as an analyst for ESPN International and, and Spanish language deportes. Um, so no, he's, he's he's had a career. Thirty caps for Venezuela as well, Jim. Mm. Ten, ten goals for his country, well, including Argentina. Argentina. So Argentina. you know he's he's in the MLS uh, All Stars and the US Soccer Hall of Fame. They don't get bigger than that. Um, and he's won the uh, the NAS, NASL championships with the Cosmos. So you know he's he's a name. Um, but he, he didn't didn't cut it at the den. That's for sure. <laughs> His 20 minutes of fun at the den was very short-lived. Yes. Beckenbauer, Schmeckenbauer, can you cut it down, Zambaro? No, <laughs> on your way, mate. Um, now I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna complete my four-four-two uh, with the uh, striker Gifton Noel Williams. Um, well, well, he's actually, my, he was my third choice as well. Yeah, uh, he's in your also rounds, isn't it, Gifton? No, no, um, actually. Was my third striker. In oh, the did end. you? Excuse I, me. Right, I yeah. Did. And, and purely because this was one that went, went, went ungifted or Gifton, <laughs> Ruben, Alicia, Noel Williams, to give him his full name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so we're, we're completing both of our 11s then with Gifton. We are. And, and the reason why I made a late substitution was because I realised he actually played in one of the last games I saw before moving over here. Well, I was going to say to you, because I wonder whether you'd just be on the on the cusp of um, of you of you seeing him, which would be uh, a two-one win in the in the league at Swindon, September two. When did you when did you go over to to Aussie? November then? November two thousand and eight. I'm I'm moved over here, so. Um, so Gifton has a special place in your heart in that sense, because he was. Well, you know, he he does, but I <laughs> I I thought, and this is now. Well, this is going to be interesting because. According to my records, Gifton Noel Williams' only one appearance was against Milton Keynes Dons in a oh. four-home defeat. Okay, okay. I've got fourth of October '08. I've got Mr. Noel Williams playing. Well, we're going to. Um, it, it doesn't make great radio to be checking that out on on air, so we're going to leave that one with the listeners to correct us. <laughs> I thought it was Swindon one, Mill two on 28th of September 2008. But Jim's thinking it might be a Milton Keynes game. So that's one for the listeners. Um, yes. When was Gifton's last appearance for Millwall? Um, was it Milton Keynes? Was it in Swindon? You tell us. Um, what I am but, liking is, um, is, 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 is some of the, the, the club names again as, as he completed his career. I don't know if you've seen some of the... Uh, I mean, he's, he's gone on to um, uh, Yeovil and then the, the Austin... Aztecs, but that's not spelled as you'd conventionally spelled the word Aztec. Um, you know, the, the, the kind of um, South American civilization that the, in Austin they spell the word Aztecs with uh, with a T E X because it's in Texas. Get it? Uh, so he's gone to the Austin Aztecs T E X, where he's, he's um, scored three goals out there actually. And then the DFW Tornadoes, these are great, great club names. But he goes, Jim, from the DFW Tornadoes to Daventry. 
<laughs> boom, boom. You've walked into the garage door, haven't you? There with that move. Uh, uh, he'd, been, he'd, been, he'd been around. He'd actually had a decent career at, at Watford and stuff. Well, what, everyone, that's it. That's where everyone remembers, remembers him from was Watford. Um, yeah. But but what what got me when I was making the research on on, on Gifton was the fact that. Ten years before we signed him, he was actually diagnosed with having arthritis in both knees. <laughs> <laughs> Snap him up. <laughs> Get that world air books. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. That's that's that, that's so very uh, so very Millwall, isn't it? Um, I just read that and I thought, what, what are the medical team doing? <laughs> well, I mean, it, when, when you do this research, I mean, it goes throughout our history as a club from the, the, the earliest days. It's the numbers of players who are described as living on past reputations, quite incredible. And I think Gifton probably falls into that category. But I mean, 169 appearances for Watford, 33 goals, Stoke. 88 and 23 goals, Burnley, 51, not so good. Seven, the arthritis was setting in at Burnley, <laughs> seven goals. Um, he's, he's gone out to, he's gone to Brighton to get some seaside air to see if that, like a sanatorium, like a bit of convalescence. He's, he's, he's got just seven goals there on loan. And then again, Spain, he's gone out there for a bit of rest and recuperation, Murcia, Elche. Uh, just the one appearance we've described. Then he's gone off to, the, the Austin Aztecs with an X and the Dallas Fort Worth Tornadoes I've just discovered before completing his career at Daventry I think he must have been in like a nursing home there by that stage if the, <laughs> if the, if the arthritis had set in his <laughs> certainly his goal scoring has dried up wherever he's gone in the Austin Aztecs he, you know, he's got three goals out there and, but nothing in, in the Dallas Fort Worth area and just a question mark for Daventry sorry I don't think um, it was it was happening. But he was an England under eighteen international, so no, no, he was uh, He was very, you know, at Watford. He was again another another one yeah. that was destined to become big things before the arthritis kicked in. I imagine so. I think it was Kenny Jackett's constant search for the big, powerful striker, and I think you, you know it was, it was kind of trying and trying trying to see how, how he got on, and um, obviously it just didn't work out for for Gifton at um, at, at the den. So. Uh, Gifton completes both of our first choice 11s, Jim. Yes. Um, we've we've got a few, um, you know, also Rands. I've, I've picked out a few of the more interesting ones because um, we've got quite a few between the pair of us. Um, I mean, Carl Emerson. We both named Carl Emerson as. Uh, as yeah. Who, who, now Carl Emerson made made his only appearance in that game which you mentioned about Lee Luscombe in the uh, Crystal Palace away game. Yeah. Anglo Italian Cup. Uh, and and the. Re- well, Carl Emerson didn't make my starting 11s because I didn't go to this game. Right. So, so um, you applied quite rigid rulings on that. In, I, in, did, in that. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, and did. Did you see what happened in that game for Mr. Emerson? No, no, no. So Carl Emerson sent off in the 23rd minute for a trip on sent- Chris Arnold. <laughs> sent off. That was it. <laughs> and I had a substitute goalkeeper on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he went on to. I mean, he was a youth. He's part of the youth team. Um, he won, won the FA Youth Cup with Millwall, of course, in 1991. So that's, you know, that, that was a big achievement. Um, made that one appearance when he got sent off. We've then loaned him out to Colchester, and he's gone on to quite a, a decent spell with Colchester. Um, yes. Made his name there, really. I think Colchester United. Then he's gone on to the likes of uh, Walsall briefly, then Luton, um, and then finished up in, in the non-leagues. Um, so a decent, decent goalkeeper. But I, I have to, I have to mention the, the thing that catches my eye 
is that his um, his sister appeared in in Britain's Got Talent um, in the 2013 series. His sister Steph reached the final of Britain's Got Talent oh, as part of the band the Luminettes. Um, that for me, that for me knocks out any footballing achievement by Carl Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> His sister made it to to uh, Britain's Got Talent final. Um, so I've only picked out a few. I mean, I've picked another one out, and I just don't remember this bloke Jim at all. I, I have nothing on him. There's actually very scant information on Chris Casement. Um, yeah. You picked you yeah, picked yeah, him I, out. I had you, him as well, and I had to do some serious research on on Chris. You, Casement. you, you bowled my middle stump there, mate. I mean, I. I, I, I I don't remember him. I don't. I couldn't. He, never heard of him. But he played, made two non-playing substitute appearances, so to speak, um, for the Lions um, on loan from Ipswich in in 2007. Yeah, uh, yeah. Doncaster and Tranmere were his two two times he sat on the uh, substitute bench and run up and down the touchline trying to get warm. <laughs> Born in Belfast, Northern Irish boy, 1988, signed on loan come, in 2007. Come, come. Can I also mention another non-playing substitute, which do name never, never even. I could have been here till Christmas and whatever. Nathan Ashton, never heard of him. Never five heard time, of him. Five times he was a non-playing substitute in about two thousand and seven, I think it was. Yeah, he was. He was, he was here on loan from Charlton. Um, Nathan Ashton, and if you look on his Wikipedia page, um, it's, it's fascinating, really, because it's like a there's a lot of clubs, but not many appearances at any of them, Jim. I mean, he's never kind of gone anywhere and made anything of himself, is he? I mean, no. you know, and I don't like I'm not I don't like to say that because I've, you know he's clearly you know he can play to a level, but um, he's come through the youth ranks at Charlton. I don't remember him at all. Um, and when you when you named him on your list, I thought, who's, who's Nathan Ashton? I don't remember this name at all. Um, nothing at Charlton, nothing at Millwall. One appearance at Fulham, one uh, for Palace. And it goes on. Wickham, uh, he's got into double figures at Wickham, 11. Uh, Wimbledon, Cray Wanderers, just once at Cray. One, <laughs> nine times for Dover. Uh, Thurrock, 17. So that's probably the, that's the height of his career, 17 appearances at Thurrock. And there's just question marks. Bill Arecki and Tilbury. Farrak, is that, which shop at Farrock Lakeside did he appear in? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a question mark. Seven times. It's a bit question mark at Bill Arecki, and seven times at Tilbury. And then, then as you say, Lakeside, he's, he's probably turned out for the um, the, the John Lewis staff 11 or something there, you know. But set against all of that, I mean, you, you know, that, that's 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 a lot of nothing. But set that against that, um, under-16 England international, eight times. Under-17 international eight times and under 18 under 19 for england caps what a strange strange career there jim mm. um called up to the under 20 squad as well um, and, and yet you know uh he played on the wing a, a, a series what? of non, non, non he played on the wing <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the usual array of kent and essex based non-league clubs with a load of a load of most clubs he never got part, got even into into double figures. It's incredible. Um, there we are, Nathan Ashton. I, I, it's one of the great benefits of doing this show and these these types of is you come across people like that and you've learned something. Actually, I'd never heard of him at all. But I, I, maybe if, um, I finish up. I just want to finish up with the name of names, really, Jim, which is one that you've picked out, and I, I missed him actually, uh, which is Warren Patmore. Warren Patmore. Um, who we have to mention. Um, 
he has quite a cult status at Yeovil. Um, yeah. He's lethal in front of goal, it says here, um, for Yeovil. Uh, 140 goals in the green and white hoops between 1995 and 1997. Um, he now works as an estate agent, but I think he briefly gave up the game to become a golf professional, didn't he? Or was he a golfer and then came to but, but do, do, you remember, do you remember the chance? Do you remember the game he played, he played in? Well, I'm going to have to look that one up. Which was the game? Um, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking. I'm just, I'm you have the advantage of me. You have the advantage of me. Yeah, um, so Warren, Warren Patmore um, came on as a substitute uh, in a game, uh, Notts County at home. Right. And someone crossed it in. Have you come the cross? So we were attacking the cold blow lane end. Yep. So the right wingers crossed it in and he had a header, free header from about six yards out. And, and goalkeeper <laughs> saved it, or it went over, and that was the end of Warren Patmore. Goal scoring sensation. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the records here. Alex Ray was wearing number seven, so whether Alex Ray was playing on the right wing at the time, but oh, clearly, well, if he's missed his chance, he's missed his he had chance. A header. He should have scored, he should have scored, <laughs> and, and he missed. So. <laughs> that was the end of Warren Patmore at the, no, that at the was Warren Patmore. Off, um, off the A303 at the Yeovil. Quite, I think he's one of these players that has built a whole personality and career very, very locally to Somerset and Yeovil. He now works as an estate agent down there. He must trade on his, his footballing days. I think he's, 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 he's a big personality in, in Yeovil. Let's put it there. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Ricky Gervais, isn't it? When he's, he's a big, big uh, in, the, in the winner's triangle on Reading on the M4. You know, he's a, he's a big man there. Um, but that's Warren Patmore. Um, Mr. Can, can I just read one more, Nick, if you don't mind? Yeah, um, no, go. One, yeah. I, I, and, and this is one that I found out just, just earlier today. Uh, Steve, Steve Aris, A-R-I-S. Remember the name. Um, uh, one substitute appearance against Hereford away in the auto windscreen <laughs> shield in 1996, where he came on for Gerard Labin. Uh, under Jimmy Nichol. And and the only reason I remember Steve is that I used to work with his dad, Terry. Okay. And, and his dad used to tell me all the stuff that was going on. And he he was so close to being a first-teamer that I think he just had those niggling injuries and he never made it. And I remember I remember on the Friday, Terry coming into work and saying, Steve's playing tomorrow. I'm going to Hereford. Right. <laughs> also, <laughs> as, you, as you would. I, I remember the name, Steve Harris. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and, thing he said to me was, I've got a ticket, do you want to come? Terrified. <laughs> the auto windscreen. The auto windscreen chilled away. I mean, that's, that's very much, as a father you do it, I'm not sure I'd, I'd travel out there to see it, but... Um, I, I, I did decline the offer. Um, I, I imagine you would have done. I would imagine. But it's a youth team product. It was. And yep. clearly, you know, Mill, Mill family. Um, but yes, yeah. Dad, Dad, Dad was, uh, Terry was definitely a Mill supporter as well. So he was very proud. I knew he was very proud. Absolutely. I think that's Steve actually a nice Mill supporter. So, yeah. Nice way. If you're listening, Steve, get, get in touch. It'd, it'd be nice to, to, to just have a quick uh, catch up about the you know your days at the, in the youth uh, system at, at the Den. Um, Steve Harris, fullback, born in London, local boy, released from the youth system, uh, let go in, in May 1998. Um, with just that one auto windscreen appearance to his to his name. That's wonderful stuff, Jim. I've enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, who said that we can't scrape the barrel? We we can scrape barrels still. We'll we'll do this again as the season's coming back to life again. Um, huge thank you to Oztung 
host Jimmy Webb. Do ever listen to those Australian shows, listeners. I, I, I was just saying to Jim off air, I've really enjoyed listening to those because um, I think they're actually quite interesting if anyone out there is actually toying with the idea of going to Australia and, and, and hearing what the, the lifestyle is like. You get a real insight to and, and these little chats you've been doing there, Jim, don't you? They're, they're, they're fascinating to, to tune into. With. Especially as, um, I mean, uh, in case you're aware, we, we, I managed to actually get hold of Jason Van Blurk and had a, a, a 20, 25 minute conversation with Jason about his mural career. And uh, yeah. And and when when you have the stereotype of when you you know when you get a little bit older all you do is sit on the beach and surf all day, Jason Hambler <laughs> just goes to the beach and surfs all day. <laughs> well, he's, he's he must he's made some money. He's he's clearly got himself set up. It's a, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, each one of the conversations that Jim's done with Mill fans and there's, uh, the, the 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 ABC presents Australian uh, media presenter uh, Ned. And, and, and the various Mill fans have been fascinating. And I just think it's a really insight into life out there uh, and the kind of um, the good, the bad side of it, I suppose, Jim, would you agree? I mean, it, it gives you a bit of a picture of it all, doesn't it? It does. It, it also shows how far away we are from, from, from you know, family. and From home, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But these days it's, it's only a quick internet connection and we've got the game live, you know. I've, Absolutely. I've more games live, although, you know, in the middle of the night. Um, but it's you know it's just proves that it is such a small world these days that we can still be in touch and we can still watch the games live and we we've subscribed to this thing called I Follow over here which I know that the guys over there can start subscribing to to yeah. watch the, the coming games behind closed doors but that's been going four or five years now and, and when it first started it was shocking but now it, it's got a lot better we've got commentary we've got score in the left hand corner so we know what's going on yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 very it's very handy the I follow. So just you know, certainly those people that can go onto the I follow to watch the games coming up. Let's see what happens with the remaining of the season behind closed doors. I think it's going to be very strange times. I think it is going to be strange. Um, canned crowd noise. Um, we'll see. I'm, it, well, we, we've actually uh, we've actually got some live sport over here now. We we've had rugby league. Yeah, uh, I've seen some on, on TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, this weekend that we recalled this, uh, the AFL, the Australian Rules Football's Report, has mm. just restarted and they've had the canned crown noise on the TV. And it, and it actually, it's, it does work uh, quite well. It does. Yeah. Bring, it's like watching the live game on the telly. You think it's the crowd. You know it's not, but subconsciously there's there's crowd noise behind it and it, it may not may not be the usual stuff that you you would hear there Millwall but it's it just brings that little bit of atmosphere to to a game so uh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was I was watching an Australian NRL game last week I think I posted it on Twitter and it was I found it interesting that the the canned noise they must have like a not a DJ but someone in the booth uh, it, it matched the rhythm of the game so as teams were surging towards the the goal line at both ends the crowd mm-hmm. noise rose and fell in accordance with the incidents on the pitch and I thought well, actually that's quite sophisticated because it's not just like a a noise going irrespective of you know of, of whatever the action is, is, has just um, taken place so it's going to be an interesting thing I mean it's better than it's better than settling it by points per game and, and, and better than nothing I, I guess so you know, at least it will be settled on on the pitch, and I think that's that's as much as we can we can we can hope for. If any any Aussie listeners uh, or any any listeners at all want to uh, come on Oz Tongue, do get in touch. Um, Jim's on Twitter, I'm on Twitter, and we will put the the email link. Um, get in touch. 
Um, I've really enjoyed those shows and I want to hear some more. So do, do give us a shout. So big thank you to Jim. I've enjoyed doing this one, mate. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that one. And uh, let's hope that you can start doing your, uh, your, your commentaries from your, t- from, your, from your home on the TV again. Like you, I'll have to can know. some noise in here from my can front room, won't I? And, and <laughs> what, I, think, I think, Nick, what you need to do is to just find a pigeon so you can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so put something, put some bird shit on my seat. Yeah, that, that was for the full yeah. Millwall experience. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you very much, Jim. Arriva Thirty Millwall, mate. Thank you for listening to Afton Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Till next time. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.